The good news is that you don't need to sit down and read the Bible from cover to cover in one massive chunk. All you need to do is read it one bit at a time. G'day everyone, my name is Mark Schroeder and welcome to Schroeder's Bible Bits. I'm a college chaplain and my job is to teach children and youth the wonderful truths that are found in God's Word, the Bible. I speak at chapels, at youth services, at church services, I teach at kids clubs and lunchtime Bible groups. Uh, At all of these places, I always teach from the Bible because I'm convinced that from the Bible, we get to learn about God and how He has loved us and how He has saved us through Jesus. Tune in and continue to learn about Jesus for yourself, not in one chunk, but bit by bit. So we're continuing our series through the Gospel of John and we're looking at the seven signs that Jesus has performed that give us great witness of who Jesus is and what makes us think about what are we going to do with this information. Okay, And like I said, we're going to get a bit of a cheeky look today at this moment where Jesus feeds 5,000 people with just a small pack lunch. And as I think about this story, I'm thinking about eating for survival. Right? We've got to eat to survive, don't we? It's a basic thing. It's something that we all need to do to survive. Hunger pains, they're horrible. We don't like them, but it's not like headache pain. You get a headache pain, you can pop a Panadol and the headache pain goes away. But you can't do that with hunger pain, can you? You get hunger pain, what do you need? Food. It's the only way to get rid of it. And you need food to survive. During lockdown, I really enjoyed watching this television show. Um, it was on SBS On Demand. You can watch it for free. That was also on Binge. And the show is called Alone. Has anyone else in this room seen this show, right? Um, all right, so there's a few of us. The premise of Alone is it's, it's a, for a cash prize. There's a handful of people that get dropped off in really remote and extreme locations. Off the coast of Canada, there's a place called Victoria Island. There's bears, there's snow, there's lots of rain. You're all alone on there. There's no civilization. It's just a forest in the middle of nowhere. There's another location where they get dropped into, which is Alaska. Right? You know about Alaska? Very remote, very rough. Right? There's no cities there. If you go there, you're probably just going to live in a, in, a, in a wooden hut and you've got to survive on what you can find. But the point of this game is to be the last person surviving out of these 10 people so that you would win a cash prize of, I don't know, a million dollars or whatever it is, right? Now, in this, in this show, there are all kinds of survival guys. And here's one of them. His name was Roland. Roland was his name, right? And he was this brood of a man. And, and look at him there in that picture. You can see him. He's wearing a hat uh, that he hasn't bought from some souvenir shop. That's a hat that he has made himself. He's gone out, he's hunted some critter, and he's used it to make a hat for himself to keep his head and his ears warm. Now, on day 29, he was hungry, Roland, and he went out, not to the supermarket, not to Coles, not to Woolies, but he went out for food. There was no salmon running because it was too cold, but he found one of these beasts, a musk ox. These are massive, big cows, like a buffalo sort of a creature, huge. He saw it. He didn't have a rifle or anything to take it down. He ran at it with his bare hands and this little pocket knife and he took down this musk ox in the middle of the wilderness. And then for the rest of the day, he had to go about preparing the meat so that it wouldn't go off, so that he could store the meat, so that he could eat the meat and so that he could survive. And so hopefully he might even win the competition of a loan. 
Now, Roland, he gloated that when he does this to an animal and he's eating to survive, he wants to eat everything, everything that he can get, right? From the horns to the hooves is how he put it. And so there was one episode where Roland is sitting there and he is chewing on the lips and nose of that musk ox, right? I know, some of you are going, ugh. I'm with you, right? I remember watching and going, oh, that's disgusting. It's bad enough when you get a sausage from Woolworths and there's a little bit of chunky gristle in it, you know what I'm talking about? And you're like, oh, what is that? Come on, Woolworths, do better. Let alone the lips of a musk ox, I'm out. No, thank you. But anyway, here's Roland. He needed to eat to survive. And if he was going to survive, he was going to win. Spoiler alert, he won, right? He was the last person standing. He built a house for himself to live in and he got food and he actually gives testimony to the fact that if he hadn't found this musk ox, he wouldn't have survived and he wouldn't have won. For me, the closest I get to this is fishing. Does anyone like fishing? I love it, right? I love, it's, it's relaxing to me. I love throwing a line in, even if I'm not catching anything on a beautiful evening or afternoon or morning, throw a line in and the water's washing up over my feet and I'm just taking in the creation. It's beautiful. I love it. But of course, isn't it exciting when you catch a fish? And you get it, you chuck it in the bucket of ice, you take it home, here's me with a fish, two kilo salmon, not a very good eating fish, but it was good enough. I caught it with my mates, Mrs. Schroeder chucked in the oven, chucked in some potatoes and some garlic and some butter and some other bits and pieces, crispy skin, delicious flesh of the fish, mmm, yum, I love good food. Fills your tummy, we don't like to be hungry, we need food. Well today we're going to see that Jesus... He brings full tummies for a crowd of 5,000 people. And that's great, isn't it? What a great thing for Jesus to do, bring full tummies for this massive crowd. But actually, we see more than that. We see that, yes, Jesus feeds for an afternoon when people are hungry before they need to go home and go to bed. But the thing is about eating, you eat, and what happens a few hours later? What happens? You get hungry again. You've got to eat some more. And so we're actually going to discover that while Jesus feeds temporarily in this amazing miracle moment, we also see that Jesus says something about himself in, as he does a sign to show us that he actually feeds for life. Let's look at the story together, right? I told you it's familiar, but let's read it anyhow. It says this. Sometime after this, this is John chapter 6, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, that is the Sea of Tiberias, and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with the disciples. The Jewish Passover festival was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a large crowd coming towards him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered, it would take more than half a year's wage to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. How far will that go among so many though? Jesus said, have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks and distributed it to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish and when they had all had enough to eat, Jesus said to his disciples, gather the pieces that are left over Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled the 12 baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. So here's a couple of things that we should stand out to us, right? That should stand out to us here. There is a massive crowd, isn't it? 
5,000 people. That's a lot of people, isn't it? I wonder what's the biggest crowd you've had in your house that you've had to feed, right? I bet you it's not 5,000. Here in this story, we've got 5,000 men that are counted who were sitting down in the grass, right? Maybe there's more, therefore, than even 5,000. That might have included some women and some children as well, right? Maybe some others. We we don't know, but we know that there's at least 5,000 people, a huge, huge crowd that are following Jesus around because, remember, he's doing incredible things. Lots of other really big and amazing signs. Remember, he turned water into wine. Remember, he healed that man's son who was sick and dying. Remember, he healed that lame man who was sitting by the pool, Remember as well that those signs were all these over-the-top signs. Jesus turned water into wine, but it wasn't just a small bottle of wine. It wasn't a glass. It was 115 litres, wasn't it? He healed that son who was a day's walk away. He healed that man by the pool who had been lame for 38 years. These are big and extraordinary signs. And so here again, do you see what's happening? John is showing us another moment that Jesus does something which is extraordinary. He's a big sign that Jesus is doing. But remember, this is going to be a big sign that we need to notice so that we would put our hope in Jesus and believe in him. But about this crowd, Jesus sees that there's so many of them and they're hungry. How are we going to feed them? He asks. We've got to feed these guys? What's going on? Now, what I love about this is that Jesus shows compassion on the crowd. Isn't that cool? Jesus cares about these people as they're gathered around together. We can't just let these people go hungry. We've got to feed them. But of course, it's a hard question to ask because 5,000 people that need feeding, that's like, what do they say? How much money? Half a year's wage. That's a lot of money for each person to eat something. Do you remember what it said in the text? To only have a, a bite. Just one mouthful. One mouthful is just not enough, is it? It's like if somebody's sitting next to you and they're eating a cheeseburger and you're hungry and you're like, Oh, can I have some of your cheeseburger? And they say, you can have one bite. You're like, okay, I'll settle for that. But it's never enough, is it? When you're hungry, more than a bite, you want more than a bite, don't you? More than just one. So they're like really worried. How are we going to do this? But then, of course, they find that boy with his packed lunch, five rolls of bread, two fish. How far is that going to go? Well, here's the miracle, isn't it? Here's the great big sign. Jesus gets the bread, he gives thanks for it. They distribute it to people as they sit down on the grass and they eat. And what do we discover about them eating? Are they well fed? Absolutely. The Bible says that Jesus feeds these people, that they get the bread and the fish and they all have their fill and they are all full, aren't they? Do you like getting a full tummy at Christmas or on your birthday feast meal? You don't want to be too full, do you? I hate that feeling when you get too full. You just got to have a nap for half a day. But these guys, they've eaten enough food that they have had their fill. And in fact, we discover as well in this story that there are leftovers. Isn't this amazing? 5,000 people fed with a small pack lunch with five bread rolls, two fish, 5,000 people fed. Everyone is full. Everyone can survive the night not hungry. And there are leftovers. Mate, this is incredible. Jesus has done an amazing sign. Now, when you were a child and you heard this story, you might have stopped there and gone, wow, isn't Jesus powerful? And that's a, yes, correct, isn't it? That's right. Jesus is powerful. Jesus is amazing. Jesus can do incredible things. There's something more going on here, right? But actually, there is something more going on here. There's more here that we've got to notice about who Jesus is. Because in this moment, when Jesus feeds all these people with his bread and his fish, There's a big point that Jesus is making about himself. 
To the Jews that are standing there, the Jews that are seeing this, to even us who are seeing this now, we need to recognize that Jesus is like Moses. You guys know Moses from the Old Testament, but better. People loved Moses, right? He was the big savior of God's people. He was the one that rescued God's people out of Egypt. Do you know that story? But Jesus is better than even him. In fact, there's this moment in the Bible where God's people are hungry. They're in the desert and they've got no food and they're grumbling to Moses. And they're like, Moses, we would have been better off staying in Egypt. At least we had pomegranates in Egypt. At least we had grapes in Egypt. You're no good to us, they complained. But then God does something for God's people in that Old Testament story. He makes bread fall out of the sky for God's people. Do you know what the bread was called? Does anyone know? It was called manna, this manna bread. And it was like really fine bread, like coriander seed mixed together and this little wafer sort of a bread. And God's people could go out every single day and collect the bread that they needed so that their tummies would be filled. That's a pretty cool thing, isn't it? But here in this story in John's gospel, Jesus is showing that he's like Moses, but better. And look at what he says about himself. After he's done this big sign and this big miracle, Jesus declares, he says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry and whoever believes in me will not be thirsty. You see, he's done this sign, but that sign is meant to serve as an imagery for us or, or like a metaphor for us to remind us something really important about Jesus, that actually we've got to believe in Jesus. We're going to feed on him so that we would be filled for life, so that we would survive for eternity. Now, if you missed that point from John chapter 6, verse 35 there, look at what Jesus goes on to say in verse 47. He says, very truly, I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. And he points to himself, I am the bread of life. Your ancestors, they ate manna in the wilderness, yet they died. But here, and imagine himself pointing to himself, here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. I am the bread of life, says Jesus, that comes down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. You see why Jesus did this sign, year nine? Jesus fed these 5,000 people, yes, to feed their tummies, but actually to show these 5,000 people and to show us that he is the one that has life and he can give it to us so that we'll be fed, so to speak, for all of eternity. Jesus is the bread of life. So when you sit down at a dinner table and somebody feeds you a piece of bread or a beautiful meal, you eat it, don't you, when you need it? You need it when you need sustenance. You eat it when you need sustenance, when your tummies need filling. Well, the reality is we need Jesus. We need him to fill us up, to give us life, because the Bible says that because of our sin, we do not deserve life. But here Jesus comes and he gives us gracious food, doesn't he? Food which lasts for all of eternity. And so, you know, and having read this story together, having think, thought about who Jesus is and what Jesus has done, the question for you is, will you believe in Jesus? Jesus is the bread of life that has come down from heaven for you so that you would believe. And so today, believe in him. I hope today as you open up your lunchbox 
and you grab out your sandwich or your salad or whatever it is you're eating, that you would remember that Jesus is better than whatever you're going to eat today because Jesus satisfies us for life and he brings us eternal life. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can get in contact with me via Twitter at MRK Schroeder or on the Anchor app, you can actually leave a voice message. I'd love you to do that and I might include it in the next podcast. Catch you later.